Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we are eight days away from the NFL draft, from football Christmas, and I could not be more excited to continue to break down these prospects with you guys. We went over quarterback and tight end on yesterday's episode. That is evergreen content. If you guys missed that, feel free to go check that out, and we are jumping into what could be looked at and honestly is a more important position for the Titans going into the draft and that is at running back there are so many questions to be answered by this pick I can't wait to see who the Titans decide to bring into either a compliment Derrick Henry or B supplant Derrick Henry eventually and based on the skill set of some of these running backs, it'll be pretty obvious to tell if they think they are not going to hold on to Derrick Henry long term. So I know I may be reaching there, but as we get into the breakdowns of these different running backs, it'll make a little bit more sense. And I'll explain a little bit more why I think that certain prospects would be a tell to the Titans' future plans at the running back position. So either way, whether they're looking for somebody to compliment Henry, like I mentioned, somebody like a Deion Lewis type who can help in the pass game, or if they look for someone who can do similar things as Derrick Henry is to not disrupt the type of offense and the scheme that they're playing, well, that's going to be very interesting as well on just a, a base level and a schematic level from kind of the coach's standpoint. The first thing I mentioned is more of a general manager roster planning. We can tell a little bit about John Robinson's plans. Well, we can also tell a little bit about what Mike Vrabel and Arthur Smith want to do on offense going forward and what they feel they need to take this team to the next level. So I'm really excited to talk about these running backs because I really think we're going to get some good answers based on who is selected. So we're going to break things down today and talk about the top tier guys. The Titans could look at a running back in the first round, uh, late in the first round, trade back a couple of spots, maybe pick up some picks and then take a running back. It's very, very possible. And we've talked about that a lot on our mock Draft Monday episodes. So we are going to dive into the top tier prospects first, then get into more of a, a secondary tier that's kind of specific to scheme or role. And then we will finish up talking about the back end guys, the late round guys who could possibly step in and maybe not do as much as some of the high caliber top tier guys, but still could contribute to the team and maybe fill a very specific role for this offense. So like I said, a lot of questions to be answered, a lot of running backs to talk about, and a lot of different ways that they could help the Titans. And I'm really, really excited to get into all of it with you guys. Let's get it. running back position is a tad unsettled. Derrick Henry is currently on a franchise tag, which is a one-year deal for the superstar running back. They released 
Dion Lewis, rightfully so, to clear more cap space earlier in the offseason. And right now, other than Derrick Henry on a proverbial one-year deal, they have Dalen Dawkins, who isn't really an impact player who could be expected to step up and, and fill a big role for the offense. So right now, barring a free agent signing, it does appear that the Titans will be looking into the draft to find another running back to add to that group. And who they select and what kind of running back they select will tell us a lot about how John Robinson, general manager John Robinson, feels about the Derrick Henry situation and the running back position going forward, and will also tell us a lot about what Arthur Smith needs in this offense and what head coach Mike Vrabel thinks this offense needs going forward to take the next step as well. That's where the real intrigue comes in is what kind of player they go with. So when we start looking at the top names at the position, we start with DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. He has good vision, does a great job of being patient at the line of scrimmage and zone runs and and sets up his blocks and kind of manipulates linebackers and makes them choose where they want to go, and ultimately, he really, really helps in the passing game. He has an advanced route tree for a running back. Derrick Henry, at this moment in time, is basically only good for swing passes out of the backfield and screens. Well, someone like Swift can run angle routes, can run seam routes, can run wheel routes, can line up out as a wide receiver and run competent route tree there. So Swift would really help the Titans in that sense, but he's not an an elite athlete in terms of straight line speed at the second level, and he does need to clean things up a little bit in pass protection. But if the Titans do select someone like DeAndre Swift, well, it's obvious that they aren't looking for someone to replace Derrick Henry long-term. They're looking for more of a compliment to Derrick Henry as Swift would need to be part of of a committee of some kind and need a power back around. So that would look to complement Derrick Henry and and prove that the Titans offense does need that pass catching back to give them what Derrick Henry doesn't. J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State would be next. He's got great contact balance. He really uh, uses his low center of gravity to keep his feet when taking on defenders. He's tough. He'll get in there and put his nose in the middle of the pile when he needs to to get yards. And he's got great vision. He sees the hole and sees things open up before they necessarily happen. Now, he doesn't have... uh, an incredibly versatile route tree like someone like Swift does, but he can help in the in the passing game. He has a little bit of an issue with drops, and he can sometimes be too physical, which could lead to injuries long-term where he seeks out contact. But that's something that you'd rather coach a player down. Someone like Dobbins is versatile enough to take over Henry's spot in the offense if needed, so that might point to the Titans being worried long-term about Henry sticking around. The next running back you mostly see is Jonathan Taylor. Taylor out of Wisconsin. He was incredibly productive during his time at Wisconsin. He's got great high-level speed, 4.39 in the 40 at the Combine. And he has excellent cuts, uh, which is combined with, with decent vision. He makes one cut, finds the opening, hits it, and goes and uses that speed to turn upfield. Now, he's not really going to help you much in the pass game outside of what we see from Derrick Henry, and the production can cut both ways because he's got a lot of tread on his tires. The last running back that's widely considered to be in the top tier is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of LSU. Uh, He's incredibly agile. He's a smaller guy, so he uses his low center of gravity to 
have good change of direction. He breaks tackles, though. He shows good power at his size and is able to, to get through arm tackles, and he can help you out in the passing game, similarly to someone like DeAndre Swift, so he gives you that added element and would be a good complement to Derrick Henry, whereas players like Taylor and Dobbins appear to have a skill set that would lead you to believe that they will supplant Derrick Henry at some point in time in the future. So that's what I mean when I talk about this selection and the type of running back the Titans get answering those questions. Like I mentioned, if the Titans go for a pass catching back that doesn't appear to be a a full three down every down running back, well then that could tell us that they think they will have Derrick Henry around long term and they need to get a rookie running back who can really compliment him and do what he doesn't do well. And if they go for a versatile back who can do kind of both things and can be a, a bell cow back but offers that versatility, well then maybe they think Derrick Henry is, is going to walk after the season and it also tells us once again what Arthur Smith thinks this offense needs which we're going to have to keep our eye on because we get a lot of answers from the draft picks and that's just the way that I viewed the running back position so those are the top names on the board that's typically like the first tier of running backs but I uh, if the Titans don't pick one of those guys with their first round pick or maybe trade back just a few picks and then and then take one of those running backs in the early second round, then I got a feeling they're going to they're going to miss out on all four of those names. So we really need to dive into the next tier of running backs. And obviously the talent level drops just a bit, but there's a lot of potential there and especially if the Titans are looking for certain roles or a specific kind of player who fits a certain scheme or does a certain thing, has a certain skill set very well. They have a ton of different options in the middle rounds to be able to do that. And obviously it's something that the Titans will need. So we're going to have to pay attention to exactly how that goes. But I need to remind you guys that the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special is officially underway. Be sure to check out the Mock Draft Every day this week on the Locked On NFL Show, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow Locked On NFL on Spotify. The Titans pick will be coming up very, very shortly, but you can't just tune in for the Titans pick. You got to hear all the picks leading up to it to think about exactly why I selected the player that I selected for the Titans. So make sure you guys check out the Locked On NFL podcast for the Locked On NFL mock draft special. We talked about what's widely considered the top four at the running back position. So let's talk about kind of the second tier, second and third tier of guys who will be available for the Titans probably in the late second round up until maybe the mid-fourth, late fourth, early fifth, somewhere in there. And we are going to start with Cam Akers from Florida State. He's five foot 11, 212 pounds. And the first thing you have to say is that Florida State was a train wreck while Cam Akers was there. I mean, he showed great power in his runs and tenacity. He's got good size. Like I said, 5'11", 212. He's a big guy. He's got tons of potential, but 
it's hard to develop as a player in the situation he was in at Florida State, and that's really the best way to put it. Now, while he was out there, he did struggle with pass protection, but once again, you got to worry about and think about the type of coaching he was receiving at the time. One thing actually looking at him, though, he does struggle with zone reads. He doesn't do well in with, you know, in the zone running game, you basically press the line of scrimmage, and once you see your hole, you make one cut, you cut up the field, and you get up the field. He showed uh, more ability in a gap or power scheme where, you know, think about pulling linemen down blocks, things like that. So he looks like he's more adapt for a power scheme and the Titans obviously run that zone, but Akers has a ton of potential when, like I said, he didn't get the best tutelage during college. So maybe uh, a Titans coaching staff feels he has the potential and they could take a chance on him and turn him into the type of player that would be similar to Derrick Henry, but add just a little bit more out of the backfield. Next, we have Eno Benjamin uh, from Arizona State. Smaller guy, five foot nine, 195 pounds, and he would be the type of player to complement Derrick Henry and be very versatile in the passing game. He's got great routes. He's also got good agility. He can juke people out of their shoes, so he's quick to kind of evade defenders and set them up with different moves. He's got really good body control because of that. He does a great job of of using his body control with his juke moves and his routes. Think he's using his body control to uh, fake a defender out on a route out of the backfield, get the ball, get upfield, juke a defender out, and go. So, pretty good there. Uh, He's going to, like I said, be a compliment for Derrick Henry in the backfield. Not somebody who would take over. Now, he doesn't, you know, I'm talking about him in the passing game, but he could do a better job of setting up his blocks actually in the run game when he gets a handoff there and work on his vision. But that's something that the coaches could, you know, obviously help grow. We're talking about the second tier of running backs. None of these guys are perfect prospects, but Eno would give the Titans that complimentary receiving back, and then they could ease him into getting better at actually running the ball in their zone scheme. Next, we have Zach Moss from Utah. Five foot ten, two hundred and twelve pounds. And when we talk about players who would be a tell, this is what I mean. Zach Moss is a bruising running back. He's got good change of direction. Uh, to help in a zone scheme, really good power to run through tackles and helps him in short yardage. And with that power comes balance because you got to have good balance to be able to maintain power while you're receiving contact. The problem is he doesn't have good second level speed. He's not a burner. He's going to get caught. Uh, he's a power guy. That's He's a bruising running back who's physical and, and wants to hit you and, and dish out punishment as well, which Derrick Henry likes to do. But but he's just got elite speed at the second level that you don't see from guys that big and that powerful. And Moss doesn't have that speed that we see from Henry. He's not a good route runner. He's similar to Henry where he's going to get swing passes and screens. And he has some health concerns from college as well. He hasn't really shown the ability to stay healthy consistently. So you have to see Moss as a guy who would supplant Henry. They're not going to take Zach Moss and expect to keep Henry around and have them as a tandem together. And if they do that, well, that tells us that the Titans don't care about a receiving back and that they need that bruising back, and they just want to be able to give Derrick Henry a little bit of a break. 
We'll flip to the opposite kind of running back for the next name, and that is Antonio Gibson out of Memphis, six foot one, two hundred and twenty-three pounds. He's a big guy. Make no mistake, he's a big guy, but. He is versatile. He basically was a wide receiver in college. He worked out with the wide receivers at the Combine as well. So he's a big guy like like Moss, even a little bit taller and a little bit bigger, but he's more of a receiving running back. He's not the kind of guy who's going to use vision and, and cut and find the hole with a lot of traffic around him in the run game. He's the type of guy who will get out, run different kinds of routes as a running back, versatile in his route tree, has speed, home run speed at the second level, and he does a good job, not necessarily with jukes and change of direction, like I mentioned, his cuts and his vision, but he does a good job with like his pace, he'll use like a rocker step where he kind of slows down to try to get the defender on their heels and then quickly speeds it back up, so he's got some good ability there, I think he would be an excellent complement to Derrick Henry and with his ability to split out as a wide receiver would give the Titans formational versatility as well. The next player we are going to talk about is Darrington Evans from Appalachian State, 5'11", 185 pounds. And this guy just has high football IQ. Uh, In his interviews, he expresses that. You can tell he really understands what the scheme of his offense is and, and what the concept of the play is. If it's a zone run, if it's a power run, even if it's a, a blitz pickup and pass protection from the running back position. He really understands the game, but on the field, he's elusive. He was a, a good returner in college. When you look at his size, 5'11", 185, he's obviously very slight, and that makes him very elusive and gives him ability as a returner. He's a guy you want to get out into space, quite frankly, and you don't want to muck him up in the middle, running him up the gut. He doesn't have a lot of power. He's not going to break tackle and run through arm tackles. He doesn't have the the best vision in the world. So you want to get him the ball out in space where it's obvious what he needs to do. It's it's obvious where the the space is, where he needs to get to, and just let him kind of take advantage of defenders one-on-one with this speed and elusiveness. And he would help the Titans as a returner as well, which I think is really an area where they could stand to improve this offseason. We haven't really seen them do that so far. Another player that's going to be similar like that, Evans, Gibson, and now Anthony McFarlane are all going to be complement players in the passing game to Derrick Henry. And McFarlane is out of Maryland. He's five foot nine, 198 pounds. So a smaller speed guy. And when we talk about speed, I mean big time speed. Like every time he gets the ball, there is a chance that he's going to hit a home run. He can line up as a wide out. He can run any kind of route that you need in the backfield, and he's really good on wide zone runs, the stretch runs that Derrick Henry is so good at. So he could fit into the Titans' offensive scheme as an actual runner a little bit better than the previous two guys and still help them in the passing game and still be a returner as well. He's just a home run threat. It's been my contention for quite some time that the Titans just need more speed overall on the team, and McFarland would be that kind kind of guy. Now, he does struggle in pass protection because they want to get him out into the field. They want to get him out as a receiver, so he hasn't had a lot of uh, reps in pass protection, so he could get better and 
Quite frankly, he just needs more reps overall to get better as a runner. He didn't lack production, but he did lack opportunity coming out as a redshirt sophomore. So he just needs more opportunity and more coaching. But he could be a... a, in the later rounds, I just think McFarland could be a really good fit along with Gibson. I really like them as as mid-round players for the Titans to complement Derrick Henry because my hope is they keep Henry around long-term. And then the next player we are going to talk about is Kashawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt, five foot ten. 205 pounds, and Vaughn is just very decisive when he runs. He has good vision. He sees the hole. He makes a cut. He hits it. He gets upfield, and that's something that you you really enjoy from a running back in a zone scheme, which is primarily what he's going to be playing in. He's going to be good in short yardage, and he's going to, basically, he's going to get what is blocked for him. He's not going to miss opportunities. He's going to give you whatever you block for him. The downside of that is he's not very creative. He's not going to give you much more than what you block for him. He's not going to make more out of what is given to him than than what he sees. He's going to take what he gets, basically, and there's value in that as well. He struggles in pass protection, though, has to clean that up. He has the frame to be good at pass protection, but just needs to clean up his technique there. And He's only an okay receiver, similar to like we've mentioned with Zach Moss or uh, like we talked about with Derrick Henry, mostly screens and swing passes. Maybe with a, a little bit more uh, reps running different routes, he could improve, but only seems to be okay potential in that area at this moment in time. One thing about Vaughn, though, is like I mentioned, he is going to be able to play and excel in a zone scheme. That's where it's going to be the most friendly scheme to him in the NFL. So the Titans obviously run that zone scheme. It could help. The next prospect is LaMichael Pirine. Obviously has family ties to Samaje Pirine, who came out of Oklahoma just a few years ago. The 5'11", 211-pound senior does give you good vision, good power, and does the display some good chops as a receiving back so he can help you there most of the guys we've mentioned that have power and rely on their vision aren't necessarily the best out of the backfield as a receiver but P Ryan kind of mixes those together on the downside he's not very elusive like I said he kind of relies on his power to get through uh, traffic and he doesn't have high-end speed once he gets into the second level so his potential there is a tad bit limited but we're talking about a fourth, fifth round running back here. So he does give you reliability as kind of a versatile player who profiles as a a lower second back or primarily a third running back in your stable of guys. The last guy we are going to talk about in this tier, in this segment of the show before we get into the later round guys, and this would be a player that profiles as probably a fifth or sixth round pick, depending on who you talk to, depending on the scheme, could go as high as the fourth round, and that's A.J. Dillon out of Boston College. Now, obviously, he played with head coach Mike Vrabel's son at Boston College, so there's familiarity there, but Dillon is six foot tall, 250 pounds. Clearly the biggest running back that we have talked about throughout the day, and he obviously will get that comp to Derrick Henry because of that size, but when you look at Dylan, he is a downhill power back, very similar to Henry, but like Henry gives you really nothing in the receiving game, and he doesn't really even have the outside 
agility that Henry does to get on the perimeter and, and get down the sideline. He does not have that breakaway speed. He's basically Derrick Henry, but without the top-tier athleticism. So if the Titans were to go with someone like Dylan, I would be shocked if they planned on keeping Henry around long-term. But quite frankly, I don't see Dylan as an every-down running back, more of just a complimentary power back to having your stable and... He is scheme-specific, too. You're going to need a power back, so he's role-specific, I guess I should say, and the Titans have that right now, and even if they wanted to replace Derrick Henry uh, long-term, I think they would have addressed that earlier in the draft than to get down to Dylan. but he would be the the last running back I have in in that mid-tier, second-tier, low-second-tier, maybe mid-third-tier if we're breaking it down into about four of them, but that is going to do it for the mid-round running backs that the Titans could be looking at, and if I had to put my money down, I would say that the Titans running back selection comes out of that group. So we are going to move into the lower tier running backs. Going to quickly go through some of the guys who are going to be late round day three guys or possibly undrafted free agents that the Titans could make a priority. Let's cap off our running back preview with the uh, lower tier guys. Now, of course, depending on scheme fit, role fit, and how different teams feel about these guys, they'll probably go anywhere in day three. Maybe some of them will end up undrafted free agents, priority undrafted free agents, but uh, a lot of these guys probably still will go in the NFL draft. And the first player that we are going to talk about in this tier is Michael Warren from Cincinnati, 5'11", 218 pounds, obviously a bigger back. He is physical. He he appears to be a smart runner. He really understands angles and, and kind of where the defense is flowing to. He's He's an okay receiver. He can give you a little bit more than than average in the receiving game and started doing a little bit more of that in the last two years of his career at Cincinnati. The only issue is he does not really have high-end speed whatsoever, kind of just pedestrian speed there, which we're talking about some of the later round running backs. They're not going to be, you know, burner speed is coveted in the NFL, so unless you you know, really have struggles and you have high-end speed, you're, you know, somebody like we talked about with McFarlane or or Gibson, these guys are going to get taken early because speed kills. And that's something that that we see uh, on a weekly basis on Sundays in the NFL. But uh, Warren, like I said, is an okay receiver. He's a smart runner. He's a physical guy. And, you know, coaches like to see guys who like to get in there and mix it up, even if he doesn't have, you know, high-end speed and isn't the best in pass protection either, but could possibly clean that up because, like I said, he is willingly physical in the ground game. So I'm sure he could transition that over to pass protection. The next guy we are going to talk about is Josh. Joshua Kelly from UCLA. He is five foot eleven, two hundred and fourteen pounds. Kelly, like Warren that we just talked about, is willing to hit you. He kind of initiates contact a lot of the time. He he wants 
to get in there and mix it up. He's very aggressive. He enjoys the physicality of playing football, and you can see that how he invites contact, creates it, seeks it out, quite frankly. Now, he's got decent speed. Uh, He's not slow-footed or anything like that, but he's certainly not special. And as I said, we're talking about late-round running backs. He just doesn't have any special quality. He's kind of just okay and a physical guy, and it's something we see similar to Warren, but Warren gives you much more in the receiving game. Uh, Kelly doesn't really give you anything in the receiving game. As a redshirt senior, it's something you can't really expect him to give you going forward, so that's kind of the difference between him and Warren. At least Warren has a little bit of an ability as a receiver. Next, we have Patrick Taylor Jr., who played with Antonio Gibson at Memphis, and Taylor is kind of the opposite style player, although they're both big guys. Taylor's 6'3", 227 pounds. What do you think you're going to get when you get a guy that size, especially if I told you that Antonio Gibson was his complement and he had all that speed and that versatility as a receiver and was a good cutter and everything? You're going to get the opposite of that with Patrick Taylor Jr. He has power, he has size, but he lacks agility, change of direction, and even with his size, like Derrick Henry coming out of college, he's not very good in pass protection. So someone like Taylor Jr. is just a role playing power back, probably a second, third running back for most of his career, who the Titans could get late in the draft if they wanted to get two running backs and they wanted to get somebody. Maybe they have bigger plans for Dawkins than we imagine, and they want to get, as their third running back, someone who mimics Derrick Henry style, so their number two running back can be the pass-catching back. The next running back we are going to talk about is James Robinson, is and this is somebody the Titans could get really late in the draft who would complement Derrick Henry and is a pass-catching running back. He's coming out of little-known Illinois State, five foot nine, two hundred and twenty. Two pounds, so he is a rocked up guy, even though he is short in stature. And because of that, he has a very low center of gravity, good balance. And for only being five foot nine, he is tough. He will stick his nose in there and run it up the gut. Now, he doesn't have great speed, he's more quick than fast. He can get in and out of holes, uh, he can set you know, defenders up and use his agility to kind of bounce around, but he doesn't have high-end straight-line speed, so that's something that you have to consider. He is more of just a scat back to help you out of the backfield and not really a burner or home run threat. Now, the next person that we are going to talk about is J.J. Taylor, even smaller guy coming out of Arizona, Five foot six, 185 pounds. So he is the smallest guy that we have talked about so far, and he doesn't give you any size. That's obvious out of the gate. It's not going to be a power back. He's not going to be a, a three down back that you're going to be able to give the ball to. He's not going to be your starter, but he's basically like a receiver playing running back, quick in and out of breaks, can really set defenders up with his option routes out of the backfield. Uh, Good speed, good agility, good quickness, good change of direction, has juke moves. He's willing to try to power it in there, but it's really not something that he's going to want to do long term. So this would be an option if the Titans are looking for a pure receiving back and a returner. They could get that out of J.J. Taylor from Arizona very late in the draft. And then the last guy that I want to talk about is somebody who I would like to see the Titans, if they do decide to not take a running back until later in the draft, like late round, sixth, seventh, maybe late fifth, 
at the at the minimum if they can find a way to to move their picks around. You never know what John Robinson is going to do. So when I talk about fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, you'll be like, Titans don't have a pick in the fourth or the sixth round. But John Robinson's going to move up and down the board late in the draft, as he always does with those three seventh round picks. So I would expect the Titans to have viability for prospects in any round, quite frankly. But the last player is DJ Dallas from Miami. Coming out as a junior, five foot ten, two hundred and fourteen pounds. And the thing about DJ is, other than just having an awesome name, DJ Dallas, it's great. And just so you guys know, it's spelled out D E E J A Y. Excellent name coming out of Miami. He's a former quarterback, so he played quarterback all throughout high school, used him a little bit at receiver early in his college career before transitioning to running back. So the reality is he's very raw as a running back. He doesn't have good instincts, doesn't have good technique in pass protection, uh, doesn't have good technique running the ball, but he's got gobs of potential and he's a competitive kid. And that matters a lot in football, especially when you're drafting late in the draft. These are guys who aren't going to be afforded a ton of opportunity who are really going to have to fight for any opportunity they get in the NFL and any playing time that they may get. So you need somebody who has the mental makeup and the competitive nature to want to go through that grind on the the bottom or the bubble of a roster in the NFL. And DJ Dallas is that guy. And he also has the ability to be a special teams ace because of that competitiveness, that size, the athleticism. So even if he doesn't develop proper technique and understanding of the running back position, he can still help you in special teams as a gunner or on kickoff return, uh, running down on kickoff, things like that. He can help you in those ways. So versatility at the back end of the roster is super important in the NFL, and the Titans value that as an organization more than others. We see them devote literal spots to special teams only players or guys who really you're only going to expect to help you in special teams and you know give you versatility on different kinds of special teams units so they could value DJ Dallas in that way and and maybe think that they have time to coach him up and make him more of a valuable player actually at the running back position but either way um, that is going to wrap up our running back preview I mean we are going deep with these previews you're not going to find many podcasts going this deep especially Titan specific content I'm giving it to you guys every single weekday and we are going to continue these draft breakdowns with positions that that really matter to the Titans and we have another one tomorrow with the wide receiver position so uh, I'm really putting in the work for you guys with these and and making sure that we are uh, as prepared as possible for the NFL draft so if you could spread the word give me a review on Apple podcast and if you don't feel like doing any of that at the minimum follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and subscribe to the show on whatever platform that you are listening to the podcast I really appreciate it and I couldn't be more excited for the draft I said that like four times throughout the show and I hope you could feel that in, in the content, uh, I love talking about the draft and kind of breaking down these prospects and what it can mean for the Titans going forward and how they could fit into the team. So we're going to keep that up. We have, like I said, eight days until the draft. So we have a lot of prospects to cover and go over. And I'm going to keep bringing these uh, 
kind of longer shows to you guys to make sure that we can break down all these prospects and, and, and get in all the information that we need. So I will see you guys again tomorrow. Make sure now that you are done with the Locked On Titans podcast that you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Draft Dudes. We are obviously talking all draft, so if you want more draft content and, you know, talking about just the draft in general without the Titan slant, make sure you go check out the Draft Dudes podcast. It is an excellent listen as well. But as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.